Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. God is good. He's on the throne. Has devil been defeated? Thank you so much, Pastor Daniel, for the great honor. Um, and all our staff here, what an amazing church we are a part of. What an amazing, come on, let's give up for these guys. Hallelujah for all of you driving out here. You know, given that we just ended uh, winter, I'm kind of rejoicing that we're out here. Even though, you know, although I'm 6'2", just kidding, I, you know, don't mind heights. I, you know, this is not my favorite medium, praise the Lord. But we don't do anything because, or not do anything because of fear. Amen. And at one time I may have been not liking heights so much, but we don't do stuff because we're afraid. We do it afraid. We do what we have to do. We do what we call, we're called to do. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. We are in the most amazing time in history where it is not just, um, this is a, uh, it is not just, you know, a plague or something that is going on, you know, and, and a health risk, but you see all kinds of things moving as pastors the, the talked about even that we're moving towards the place where you're, you, you get to be told or the, the government wants to tell you what to do. They were moving toward a one world order deal. That is the goal, right? Come on, <laughs> hallelujah. And wh why do I say that? Because I see the same things happening all over the world. There are nations, you know, I'm Brazilian. I was born in Brazil and I see the same things happening in Brazil. You see the same things happening all over the world. Now we're not afraid. I am not concerned because Jesus is on the throne. God is on the throne and we don't live for this earth. We live for the, earth, the, the, the new age that'll come, or the age that is to come, right? Where heavenly Jerusalem will come down. And from the earth, the universe will be ruled. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We don't live for this age. Amen. That's why we get old. That's why we die, because this is passing. Jesus said, heavens and earth will pass away. And there will come a time where the men of, um, man, it's not perdition, where Antichrist will rise up, where there will be all kinds of things that is pushing forth uh, towards getting against God and hating God. You see it all over, all over in the world. We've been in our nation as part of in a, in a bubble when people began to seek the Lord. Come on, our currency says in God we trust. It is not in Buddha we trust. It is not in Allah we trust. It is in Yahweh, the Lord creator heavens of earth. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are... Believing God. We're believing to continue walking in our freedom. And that's why we're preaching the word. Because we're not, it is not the, the law that keeps us safe. It is God. Hallelujah. Our life is not dependent on, the, on our nation. It is dependent on God. Because there are people in other nations right now that seek, luck, that seek God, that don't have the freedoms that we have. Hallelujah. Well, that's not what I'm preaching about tonight. Praise the Lord. If you open your Bibles with me, Matthew 15, 21 through 28, I want to talk about offense. Hallelujah. Unoffendable. Come on, say, say with me, I'm going to be unoffendable. Hallelujah. We are called to be leaders. We're called to be the head and not the tail, right? And that will require you to be unoffendable, where nothing can stop you. No offense can stop you. 
Matthew 15, 21 through 28. If you could stand with me, would you please stand for the honoring of God's word? It says, when Jesus left there, he withdrew to the area of Tyre and Sidon. Just when the Canaanite woman from that region came and kept crying out, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely tormented by a demon. Jesus did not say a word to her. No, not a. He didn't say nothing to her. His disciples approached him and urged him, send her away because she's crying out after us. This woman is bothering us. She's not one of us. They didn't get it yet. And he replied, I will send only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And all the disciples went, yeah. Verse 25, but she came, knelt before him and said, Lord, help me. He answered, it isn't right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus replied to her, woman, your faith is great. Let it be done for you as you want. And from that moment, her daughter was healed. Father, speak to us. Anoint the preaching of the word. Lord, I pray that it would find the right ground. Lord, I pray for hearts right now that we be open to receive your word. And I bind every assignment of hell, every distracting spirit. I cast you out in Jesus' name. And I declare your truth. Enter our hearts and our minds in Jesus' name and bury fruit a hundredfold. Praise the Lord. You may take your seats. So make no mistake that Satan has a plan to destroy your life. One of the most powerful ways that he tries to do that is by getting you offended. By arresting you in your tracks because how could he, how could she, how could they, how can the pastor talk about the Antichrist? How can they talk about the one world new or whatever, one world order? That is not happening yet. Really, it isn't. I believe this is a trial run for that and an attempt because the devil plays for keeps. Every temptation that comes into our lives when the devil brings things, it, don't, don't think that it's just like, oh no, it is just, you know, you know I, we fall down, but we get up. No, the devil's trying to kill you every single time, but he's defeated in Jesus' name. And one of the most powerful ways he tries to get us is through offense. The things that cause anger or feelings of humiliation in us. That's offense. And when we're offended, you know, we usually don't realize it. It's like bad breath. <laughs> You're the last one to find out. Few people have the gift of being evil and only offend people you know, on purpose. We don't usually offend, you know, or, or offended on purpose. We, you know, you can be offended and not know. Just like, oh no, in my experience. Let me tell you something about your experience. It may have happened. That's not God's plan for your life. That's why you got to trust the word of God. That's why you got to rely on scriptures. That's why you got to read the scriptures and proclaim the scriptures over your life because it is going to offend you at times. What do you mean I can't fornicate? <laughs> right? Some are offended because of hurts. Something happened to you. You know, you were mistreated. That's an offense. It doesn't mean it was right, but you cannot remain offended. You cannot remain where you are holding on to that hurt. 
You see, sometimes people go through trauma in childhood and never come out of it. And I'm not downplaying all that, but there comes a time where you must walk away. There comes a time when you must forgive. No, some things are unforgivable. I don't think so. That's not true. You don't have the right to hold forgiveness from anyone. Now, forgiveness doesn't mean that it's okay that whatever happened, happened. Forgiveness is you releasing yourself from that situation. I remember a time when I was offended, I was hurt, and I was like, do I have to forgive? I'm not gonna forgive. I'm not gonna forgive, I'm gonna drop the hammer. And I go, Lord, speak to me in your word. And I open in Matthew where it says, if you don't forgive, your father who is in heaven will not forgive you. What? Where you'll be tormented by the tormentor until you pay every debt. Hallelujah. We're gonna walk out of offense today. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're hearing from your home right now in your living room. You're gonna walk out of offense today. You're gonna be set free in Jesus' name. You know, truth can be offensive, even when spoken in love. Sweetheart, your breath stinks, right? It can be offensive. It is offensive. But John 6, 61 says, Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were complaining about this, he asked them, does this offend you? That you gotta partake? Does it offend you? And then many people left. Jesus went out of his way not to cause people to stumble, like Peter catching the fish with a coin in his mouth to pay the taxes. He's like, listen, who's the temple built for? God, okay, I'm God. Should I have to pay taxes? No, but so that we don't cause anyone to stumble, go and fish. The first fish that you get, pull out that coin that's gonna be in its mouth and pay the tax for you and I. Now, it's a specific fish in the sea with a mouth big enough to swallow that drachma, that coin that would be able to pay for that, for that, um, uh, the, the taxes, the temple tax. But Jesus did it miraculously. So if you're in a situation right now where you don't know, where your finances are in hardship, trust the Lord. Declare God's truth over your life, that I am blessed and I am multiplying. Speak life into your situation and watch it turn around in Jesus' name. So Jesus, you know, he didn't want to hurt people, right? His, his intent was never to offend, cause people to stumble. And the apostle Paul also asked believers to be sensitive to the convictions of others so they wouldn't stumble because of offense, because offense will come. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 14, 2 and 3, one person believes he may eat anything, praise Jesus, while one who is weak eats only vegetables. One who eats must not look down on the one who does not eat, and one who does not eat must not judge the one who does, because God has accepted him. Hallelujah. Come on, if you like steak, God has accepted you. Praise the Lord. Bacon, hallelujah, you're accepted by the Lord. He told Peter, call no thing, whatever God has sanctified, do not call defiled, praise the Lord. So the intent is not to offend purposely, but offenses will come. We have to ask God to reveal to us if you are in ignorance. Sometimes 
You don't want to do something, you don't know why you don't want to do something. Right? You just don't feel like it or it hurts you. You don't know why. Ask the Lord to show you. Ask the Lord to reveal to you. If you're, if you're offensive, you know, I was talking to a child that I know that may or may not live in my home. And they were complaining and saying, you know, about how they were not being treated fairly. And I had to tell that child, well, are you behaving in a way that makes people want to be close to you? Or are you acting in a way that pushes people away? Because if you are being offensive, if you're treating people poorly, they're not going to want to be around you. So if you say, no, nobody likes me, you got to ask yourself if that is true. That is probably not true. Because let me tell you, we love you. This is the most amazing church that I know. Everyone is so loving. We care about you. Jesus cares about you. He loves you so much that he died on the cross for you. So that whole excuse that nobody likes me, no one's my friend, is not necessarily true, and it's not necessarily other people's fault. If you're a jerk, it's very hard to be around you. Amen? Come on. Does that offend you? We'll remediate that by the end of the prayer, the, the sermon. We have to ask God, revealing me. You know, I used to think like that. I used to I'm like, I don't have any friends. One was the devil that's trying to put thoughts in your mind so you hate yourself, self-hatred. Right? And the other is, if you're a jerk to everybody, you know, nobody's going to want to be your friend. But it's not because they're the problem. You may be the problem. Have you asked yourself that? Lord, reveal in me. Is there any hurt? Hallelujah. So offenders must change. If you're offensive to everyone for no reason, you must change. Luke 17, 1 to 3 says, he said to the disciples, offense will certainly come, but woe to the one whom, by, through whom they come. It, won't be better for, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Don't hold offense against people. Yeah, he looked at me, you know, not cool the other day. I don't like him either. Could it be that they didn't see you at the store? Couldn't be that they didn't notice you. I'm so thankful for my wife, Minister Rosie. She's amazing. She's such a blessing. Co-pastors with me. You know, and I tend to be brash. I tend to be direct. I tend to, you know, be, you know, say things as they pop in my head. And she helps me. She helps me. You're being a jerk. <laughs> be compassionate. Be nice. Right? So when, if you're offended, forgive. Guard yourselves. Help someone. If you have that relationship with them, like she does with me, right? If so, if you're offensive, you need to stop. Because if you, in your brashness, cause someone to sin and reject the Lord, you're going to be responsible for that life. Offendees, you who get offended about everything, can't believe the, Lord, the pastor talked about politics, can't believe the, talk, the pastor talked about the Antichrist, can't believe God... 
You got to get over yourself. You must change and no longer, no longer live with offense. Colossians 3, 12 to 13 says, Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Because unforgiveness will cause you to stay bound, will cause you to stay stuck, stuck in the same place. Your passion for God has to be greater than your passion for your offense. Let's say that again. It's a direct quote from our pastor. Your passion for God must be greater than your offense. And you got to just release it. Father, I forgive them. They've offended me, but forgive them. You don't know what they were going through. You don't know the day they had. Who knows, maybe they had stubbed their toes and it was really hurting in their shoes. And when you came to say hi, they were gonna say, they were about to say hi and they hit it again. And it was like, ah! And you're like, oh, they don't like me. That's not true. You gotta get over yourself. Get unoffended. I'm not saying this, I'm not being, you know, frivolous about it. I'm trying to put some humor in it because a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Why is that? Because you cannot stay offended and see the kingdom of God fully come in your life. You cannot stay offended. You cannot stay in unforgiveness and see the blessing of God being poured out on your children. Listen to what we're doing right now. Where we're preaching the gospel, where we're standing and proclaiming God's word. No matter what happens, it is not just for us. It is not because we have ego. It is not because we, it's because we're setting precedent for the future. When you see God in your life, when you see God in your home, it is not just for you. You're setting precedence for your children. You're setting precedent for their children. You drink a little bit of alcohol and, you know, it's not sin. Getting drunk is sin. But I read the Bible, you know, the people who all read the Bible. I've read that book. I know everything about it, really. Yeah, God's okay. This is the time of grace. No, he says that drunks go to hell. That is offensive. Intoxication. It's just a little bit, man. It's just like just one hit. No, it's not just one hit. It's intoxication. It'll lead you to hell. And what you open up in your lifetime will increase in the following generations. If you seek the Lord, God will bless you. My great-grandmother accepted Jesus when she was an adult. And she raised my grandmother in the ways of the Lord. And that has had an effect on our whole generation because of ministers on my mother's side that follow after the Lord. What you do will compound in the next generation. If you remain offended, poverty is because of offense. Did you know that? Well, I'm poor. The rich people are taking everything. If you're poor, you got nothing. How are people taking things from you? Give me a break. That's the stupidest thing. I've ever heard socialism. They're taking from me. Like, what? you don't produce anything. How can somebody take something that doesn't exist? 
That's like common core math. <laughs> zero plus zero equals zero. Hallelujah. You can't just have Jesus take the wheel attitude. Like, I can't deal with this. Jesus, take the wheel. He's not going to take the wheel. <laughs> Is that news for you? You can't be seriously believe that if you abdicate your responsibility, God is just going to take over for you. And everything is going to be fixed. I can't deal with this. No, you got you to gotta deal with it. You got to deal with your offense. Come on, put on your seatbelts. You're in your cars right now. You may be the reason for the problem. And if that is the case, you are part of the solution. You're, the, you're part of the solution for every problem in your life. Did you know that? God's sovereign. He's able to make things right. He's able to, you know, intervene in situations and do things miraculously. But most likely when you're a believer and you walk in disobedient, I'm just going to stay offended. I'm not going to forgive. I don't like him. You're going to get spanked by the Lord. Father God is going to spank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Jehovah Daddy is going to lead you with his staff, striking your derriere. That is backside in French. Psalm 23 says, God leads by still waters and green pastures. If you're not stubborn, if you're not um, want to do your way or the highway, God will lead you. You will be led. How many of you know that in order to be led, you have to follow? Right? So he will lead you. By the still waters, by the streams, by the green pastures, hallelujah. When you're obedient and you follow the God and you follow God, He will bless you. Because He's not masochistic. He doesn't like beating you up for no reason. There's got to be a reason, right? And it's your disobedience. Psalm 23, 4. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Come on, say that with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Oh, hallelujah. Shandai, Shandai, the rod of the Lord. Well, let's look into that. Ron, Hebrew, Shavet, staff for supporting, especially one for beating or striking. Interesting that the rod of God is for correction. It'll, it'll comfort you. It'll bless you because God loves you. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about some evil, you know, like you were, if you were ever punished un evilly, that's not what I mean. But God will, he will spank you righteously and lead you in truth. God is not going to put up and allow you, if you're a child of God, if you call on the name of the Lord, if you've submitted to God, and you love God and you walk in disobedience, he will correct you. And then the staff is for support, sustenance, a walking stick. He wants to support you, to guide you, but he will correct you. He doesn't let you stay offended. That's why you, you get in trouble with God. He'll spank you. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, 5 to 7 says, And you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons. My son, do not take the Lord's discipline lightly or lose heart when you are reproved by him. What? God will reprove me? If you're not 
being righteous, yes. And you're a believer for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and punishes every son he receives. Endure suffering as discipline. God is dealing with you as sons. For what son is there that a father is not disciplined? He will correct you, but it's for your own good. It's for your, for your, for blessing over your life so that you can fulfill your God given purpose on this earth. Every single one of us have a purpose. My purpose is to, no, your purpose is to make disciples of all the nations. I love what our pastor said tonight, that you are a priest. You are called as a priest unto the Lord, a king priest unto the Lord, where you ought to be ministering where you are. Now, not all of every single one of us are called to be up on a high riser, you know, preaching the gospel. But maybe you're sitting behind a camera. Maybe you're handing something out. That is fulfilling God's call in your life. That is helping make disciples. Hallelujah. Sometimes suffering is because you're being disobedient to God. Why won't God bless my business? You open a weed store. God is not going to bless that. So how do you get over a fence? If you're not offended now, you're going to be in the near future. I guarantee you, right? And it's never our heart to offend people for, for any reason because we know God's, God is severe. He's not, you know, and for us, if you're a teacher, you're going to be judged more severely, the Bible says, James 3. But there's going to come a time where every single one of us will be offended. You know, I hate when I get offended at my wife. She's so amazing, but that happens sometimes. But usually it's a good indication she's right. And I have a problem that I need to fix. <laughs> and vice versa. Praise Jesus. Often the offense isn't an issue with the offender, but with ourselves, with me, with you. You may be the problem. If you're offended, it could be that it's you. And a lot of times I found when I get offended, I've learned, I'm like, okay, why am I offended? Come on, say with me, why am I offended? Could it be that something unrighteous happened? If something unrighteous happened, you need to address that thing. Matthew 18, 15, if someone sins against you, you don't tell them to on Facebook. You don't complain it to all your friends. You go to that person and you say, hey, what did you mean when I said hi to you? You went, ah, I'm like, oh, bro, I stubbed my feet like three times that day. Oh, I'm like, oh, man, let me pray for you. Like, you feel bad because you thought they were, you didn't even know what was going on. But if you don't say anything, like, they said R to me when I said hi. You don't know what's going on. Find out with the person. You go to them, you and them. Hey, what's going on? Did I understand you right? Take the path of the high road, as we like to call it. Hey, did I understand you right? What do you mean by this? And, you know, I, I remember getting offended on my son one time, my youngest son, because I called him and he did not obey his father. I am the father. And, he, you know, they're, they're acting up. He, actually, he took another child's shoe and was running away from the trampoline and the other child didn't want to step on the grass. And I was like, child, come over here. Child, come over here. As they're just running, you know, and they're like, 
with a shoe in their hand, in fullness of pleasure for causing their sibling misery. And I'm like calling their names and they didn't listen. I'm like, that's it. The rod is coming out. You're gonna get disciplined, boy. I called him over and the spirit spoke to me. He didn't hear you. I'm like, what? He didn't hear you. Oh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like, son, didn't you hear me calling you? No, you called me? Go give your child, your brother, your sister, your shoe back. I got offended at my little kid, right? That can happen. But when you find out exactly what's going on, oh, that wasn't the case. And God will help you. Listen, the Holy Spirit will lead you in all truth if you will be led by the Spirit, if you will submit to the Word of God, if you will submit to godly counsel. Hallelujah. The Syrophoenician woman her response was amazing because she could have been offended, but she chose not to. Offense is a choice. For you to hold on to offense is a choice. It is a choice. And she chose to not be offended. She chose to keep pressing on. Why is that? Because she needed a miracle for her daughter. God, without question, Jesus was testing her, was testing her faith. She was ignored by Jesus. She was rejected by the disciples. The older brothers, right? Kind of where they're like, you know, yeah, we got everything going right. You don't. Why don't you get out of here? Like you're bothering the master. Don't have that attitude with unbelievers, with people who don't know God. As the apostle Paul says, that people of the world, they're fornicators, adulterers, swindlers, they're just doing what is natural to those who don't have Jesus. They're just doing what is natural to those who do, from, for those who don't have Jesus. And Jesus, she was rejected by the disciples. Don't think that because you have God's grace and you're salva saved, and now God pulled you out of the mire and declared that, you know, you're better than everyone. It says, you who are standing, be careful lest you fall. So she was rejected by the disciples. If she was weak, if she was frivolous, she was like, you know, forget this guy. Forget this. They don't like me. They mistreated me. Posted on Facebook, Instagram. Let's start a group. Boycott Jesus ministry. It seems as if Jesus called her a dog. Can you, can you like, Jesus, help me. It's, it's, I can't take food from the children and give to dogs. How would you receive that word? Not very well, that's right. But she didn't allow offense to rob her of her pursuing Jesus, her goal of a miracle. She understood the goodness of God. Hallelujah, she understood the goodness of God. And she received her miracle because Jesus was testing her. Now, don't disqualify yourself from blessing, from promotion, or even the gift of everlasting life because you're offended. Because a pastor, when you were a kid, whatever, because your dad was in ministry and he was, wasn't the right person, the same person on and off the pulpit. For whatever reason, don't stay offended, especially your God. The primary target of offense is yourself. You think, you know, whatever, I don't like them, you're offended, so you're not gonna, 
you're the one losing out first. And then you're giving the enemy a foothold into your life. You're giving the enemy place to act in your life. I love what a friend of mine once said. Like, we're offended at something you said. And my friend said, did you get over it? <laughs> my friend, pastor, did you get over it? Yeah, we got over it. Well, good. Don't forget, faithful is the wound of a friend. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Someone who loves you is going to tell you the truth. Hey, bro, you need to get a haircut because, you know, I know the barbers are all closed. Praise Jesus. So just get a lot of gel and comb it back. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Sometimes our offense, it's, it's really what you do with it. You get offended, okay. Why did I get offended? You know, in 1 Corinthians 11, it talks about examine yourself. Examine yourself before you take communion, right? So that you're not drinking judgment on yourself. You're not partaking of judgment on yourself. If you were to do that regularly, examining yourself, why do I feel the way I do? Why am I offended at this? Why don't I like it when they say that? You're going to find out you got offend, offenses in you, and then you can root it out. The Lord will help you root it out. In Psalm 119, 165, it says, Abundant peace belongs to those who love your instruction, and nothing makes them stumble. Nothing makes you stumble. Can I get a musician? We're almost done. We're landing pretty soon, literally. Abundant peace belongs to those who love your instruction. Nothing makes them stumble. So when you read scriptures and it challenges your thinking and it challenges who you are and challenges what you learn from your parents, challenge what you learn from whatever, from your experience, and you change to that, you're being blessed. Abundant peace. Oh, it's not that they don't like me. It's just that you're having a bad day. Jesus, help my wife, <laughs> hallelujah. No, just kidding, she's amazing. You're not going to miss God's purpose for your life because of offense in Jesus' name. You're not going to miss God's purpose for your life because you're offended in Jesus' name. You know, don't think for a minute that if the woman had walked away that Jesus was gonna chase after her. She, he was testing her faith. Those who come to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God has not called us as, a we, as weaklings to be weaklings. If you're a weakling and God called you, you have to be strengthened and he will fortify you. He will quicken your mortal body. Hallelujah. This thing is shaken. I'm walking too much. See, for somebody who was afraid of it before, praise Jesus. You're not going to miss God's purpose for your life because of offense. In Mark 10, 10 talks about the rich young ruler who went to Jesus and said, God, Jesus, what do I need? Good teacher, what do I need to, to have eternal life? Jesus told him, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he said, I've done all those things. And what did Jesus tell him? 
Looking at him, Jesus loved him and said to him, you lack one thing. Go sell all you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But he was dismayed by, his, by this demand and he went away grieving. He went away offended because he had many possessions. And Jesus looked around to his disciples. How hard is it for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? That rich young ruler, who knows who he could have been, what he could have done. And I, you know, I pray, we don't know everything. I pray that he turned and repented and follow after God. And one day we're going to meet him in heaven, but we don't know. We don't know. You do not want to lose God's purpose for your life because of offense and eventually your salvation. God is not a respecter of persons in a sense that he doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you came out of. If you will turn to God, he will turn every situation in your life around. He will make you the head and not the tail. But you must walk out of those petty things that keep you hindered, that keep you buckled down, that keep you from moving forward, that keep you from entering into a relationship. Trust the Lord. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will straighten out your paths. Let's take a moment right now. We're going to pray and ask the Lord to reveal, examine yourselves. Come on. Is our anointed brother worships? Is there anything, is there any offense in you? Like, oh, no, I'm good. No, you must examine yourselves. Because we're called to grow to the height of the perfect stature of the perfect man. You're not called to be. You know, we, and I'm so glad we have examples and models that we can follow in our church. But we're called to be like Jesus. Perfect. Be perfect for God is perfect. Be ye holy because God is holy. And without holiness, no man shall see God. And we are to grow from glory to glory to glory. One of the most, the greatest things that I love about our church is that I've walked with our pastor. I've seen growth. I've seen him grow in the things of God, grown in the call of God. Come on, we're going to grow. We're going to give up offense. So let's take a moment right now as we close. Examine, is there anything in you that you need to root out of your life? Is it fear that keeps you bound? It'll be broken in Jesus' name. Now, whatever came up in your spirit, that is the Lord showing you. And we're going to pray right now. You're going to surrender that to the Lord. And you're going to walk out of that. You're not just going to say, you know, Lord, I give you my offense. You know, and then go back to doing the same things. Because the Bible says that is like a dog that goes back to his vomit. We're going to walk out of it. I'm not calling you a dog. I'm just saying that's what Jesus said. Don't be offended. You're going to walk out of it. Whatever has offended you and kept you bound is broken right now in Jesus' name. Come on, say with me, dear Father, I release to you this offense and name it, whatever it is. Nobody else has to hear it. It's between you and God. I release it to you. I'm going to walk out of it 
in Jesus' name. Come on, pray with me. I'm going to walk out of it in Jesus' name. Show me the first step to take. And I will fulfill your purpose in my life. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you, God, for your people that are seeking you, God, for those who may have been bound by things that the enemy tried to do in their lives, try to get them stuck where they are. I break that off now in Jesus' name. And I declare wholeness over your life. That when you take that first step that the Lord is showing you, he will show you the next step and the next step and the next step. And you will fulfill the purpose of God in your life. I bless you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So tonight, if you heard, you heard the message, you must be born again. Because you can be unoffendable, but if you're not born again, you need to be born again. So if you've never given your life to the Lord, maybe you're hearing me, you're visiting from somewhere out of state, or you just moved, or whatever it is in the surrounding area, you must be born again. You must give your life to the Lord. You must surrender to Jesus. The Bible says that heavens and earth will pass away. All this will pass one day. I used to be young, I'm older now. All things will pass away, but God's word will never pass away. You must be born again, because there is a life after this. So if you are not born again and you want to, you need to call on the name of Jesus. The Bible says, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm a good person. If you've not called the name of Jesus, you will not be saved. The Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for me. Christ died for us. And it says that the wages of sin is death, but God's gift is everlasting life. And that if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved because it is with the heart that you believe unto righteousness and it is with the mouth that you confess unto salvation. So right now, once you pray with me and give your life to the Lord, I'm not saying you gotta be like me. I'm saying you gotta be like Jesus. You call on the name of the Lord, find a good church. This is the best church in the world. And there are many other amazing churches in the valley as well. I just think we're the greatest church. I mean, I work here, praise God. If I didn't, I should be somewhere else, right? But my life, I'm gonna die at the Lord Terry's as a KC pastor, in Jesus' name. So find a church. You must find a church. Did we pray already? Let's pray, come on. And call on the name of Jesus. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Forgive me of all my sin. Wash me, cleanse me, make me brand new. Be the Lord of my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being my savior. I love you, Lord. You pray and seal that. I seal that now in Jesus' name. And I bless you. Welcome to freedom. Welcome to the blessing of the Lord. In Jesus' name. And like I was saying, if you don't have a church, come here, 1701 North Lucille Street. And God will bless you. 
If you're in Anchorage, you can drive to Eagle River. It's closer than driving here, but you're welcome to drive here as well. 12340 Old Glen Highway, Suite 200. Hallelujah. Praise God, Pastor Daniel. You know, I'm mindful that, I mean, what a powerful word. Put your hands together for what the Lord did through Pastor Gill. I'm also mindful that sometimes we can get stuck in offense, and I, I want to give opportunity for ministry. I've got a team that's all around here in the parking lot, and we have a team of people online too, moderating, pastors, ministers online. They'll minister to you. If you need prayer, you need prayer for healing, you need prayer for because of the message, you're convicted. I know, I know he prayed already, he's powerful, but I also know that some of the stuff I went through, Pastor Gill, I need a little bit more. And uh, I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you're going through. But if you need God just to help, help you, touch you, you put your hazards on right now, if you would. And in fact, let, if we can, team, just walk up and down and bless every car. There's some hazard lights going on right there. Now just go ahead and minister, and we'll close here in a moment. Let that word go deep down into your heart. Come on, let it go deep as we worship the Lord. Come on, let's worship Jesus. Spirit, touch people now. Free people online. Set people free from offense. Their passion for you would be stronger than offense. They'd forgive. They'd let it go right now. Holy Spirit, release your power. Within me, so I will walk in your peace. Your spirit lives within me. Okay, okay. I, I, I got I gotta interrupt. I can't tell you how many times I've sung songs like this when I have like a rat's nest of unpeace and turmoil in my heart. And then I would just sing it. Ah, your spirit lives within me. It's a declaration. It's warfare. You don't have to feel what we're singing. It's, it's scriptural truth. You have to pray it. Sometimes you got to sing your way out of the problem that you're in. Sometimes you got to lift your voice and sing and declare the glory of God, even though all of your emotions are like a squirrel's nest, and you're like, ah, dying on the inside, you just begin to sing, you begin to sing, your spirit lives within me, so I will, come on, let him hear you all the way in Eagle River, in Anchorage, your spirit, your spirit Let's be. 
power of the Holy Ghost. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe you got a word of knowledge, so go ahead, turn that Hallelujah. Loose. Praise God. I believe that there's many people here that are not offended at other people, but they're offended at themselves. I heard somebody that lost their, their child, and they're offended at themselves that they couldn't stop that from happening. And I believe that offense, in order for you to forgive others, you got to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself right Very now. Good. We're going to pray that that offense, that guilt that comes out right now in Jesus' mighty name. And if you're offended at yourself right now, and if you are divorced, I want to pray for you. It's not your fault. It's the enemy. It's the enemy. If you think it's your fault, it's not your fault. I'm going to come against that right now. Spirit of offense, spirit of guiltness in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray right now. I break it off. Power of offense right now in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that every chain will fall down. Every stronghold will be broken in Jesus' mighty name. And if you believe me and the lie of the enemy, you're going to be set free right now. Tonight is a night of victory in your life. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. It was the enemy. In Jesus' name, you are set free tonight, right now. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over your life. And nothing going to stop you. You are unstoppable. You are unshakable. In Jesus' name, you shall shake that off. Let the guilt go and say no more. Enough is enough.
for Jesus. Oh, what a powerful night. What a powerful night. Make sure you save a seat on Wednesday, Sunday morning, Sunday night. You got to save a seat. The parking lot will be open. We'll have the sound system out here. It's going to be amazing. It really is. It's a tremendous time to be alive, to declare the glory of God, to declare the glory of the Lord in a place and a time when people so desperately need God. We have our prayer teams and uh, folks are going to be out saying goodbye to you and blessing you as you drive through. If you need any help, you let us know. You can send us an email at information at kcalaska.com or you can call the church at 907-357-2065. Glory to God. Still, you can drop off provisions, uh, food. We still have that happening. If you need food, you can just come and, uh, and, and receive, just get a hold of the, those that are running that. You can drop off, I think, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 to 12. ETS, Monday through Saturday. So many things happening. Put your hands together for what God's doing in our nation, what God's doing in the nations, what God's doing right here in Wasilla, what God's doing in Eagle River. Glory to God. Let's close. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. All those online, all those on all of our platforms, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Spotify, God, on Apple, iTunes. Lord, thank you so much for the podcast and the web stream. All those that are gathered here, what you did all day long. God, you're amazing. We love you. Now bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us. Be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Give a great big shout as we close tonight. Hallelujah! Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.